0: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in. Noon hour here. Uh, Seven hours or so away from kickoff uh, for the Chiefs. Still no word on Travis Kelsey. I keep checking Twitter. I keep looking everywhere. Still no word down on whether he's playing tonight. So fingers crossed. We know, we'll let you know. Yes. Okay. I love the next conversation and it's time for us to do something a little lighter here because text line won't calm down.
1: <laughs> um, oh God, the stupidity is so, I mean, just palpable.
0: So Scary Mommy had this question and we have talked about this before, but we have never had somebody who so blatantly admits to doing this, thinks nothing is wrong with it and does it to such extremes. And we're talking about opening products in the grocery store or eating things in the grocery store as you're just making your way through the aisles (laughs) without having paid for them. And yeah. if you do this, let's talk about it. Now,
1: you know, g- g- granted, what she's talking about does involve eventually paying for them. You know, mm-hmm. you, what she's talking about is you. Know, you go through and you buy a box of cereal. Is it okay to open up the box of cereal and start chowing down on it while you're doing the rest of your shopping? As long as you take the box in and have them scan it and you pay for the entire box of cereal. Now, with some things. We, I mean, remember the grape conversation from right. a few months there's no ago. Evidence. Yeah, there, there's no evidence of that. But the other thing about that is you're stealing at that point. You're right. There's no way for you to pay for those grapes when you eat them at the grocery store. So, uh, you know, she's kind of taking a little bit of a different spin in that she's paying for everything she's eating. But to be perfectly honest with
0: you, when I'm going through getting my groceries, I don't want to see you chewing it doesn't even occur to me to do it i know <laughs> it, it does not even occur to me as i'm going through a grocery store to, to grab yeah grapes is the easy example that people always use yep. or to grab a handful of something i, I buy a lot of almonds right like I, I shop for nuts and bulk like that it would never occur to me to just grab a handful out of the bulk bins that sprouts before i fill my bag especially because that's done by weight um, if, you know, if I were to go to the cashier and say, yeah, I ate 15 almonds on the way up here, they don't know what that weighs. They don't know what to charge you. They need to have the yeah. weight for it. Right. Never occurred to me to do it. She, her name is Cecily Bachman. She's on TikTok, of course, and put up a video that said she does this every time at the grocery store, every single time. And usually what she does is things like sushi, she'll walk in. And usually for grocery stores that have sushi, it's usually close to the front. It's usually in, um, like the produce section and like that cold section. So she grabs a container of sushi, eats it as she walks through the store and then hands the container to the checkout person as they're there. Or she scans yeah. it herself. if She's doing self-checkout and sees absolutely nothing wrong with it. Is it that hard? Like if you're hungry, when you show up at the grocery store, is it that hard to do like your initial get a snack? Take it to the self checkout and then eat it as you go through the store. Is it that
1: hard to do? Yeah, I mean, since I've changed everything that I'm eating, I've actually started going to the the salad bar at the Price Chopper down the street from here. You know, on my way Mm -hmm. home. That's uh, that's usually my lunch that I'll grab. I forgot to bring it back with me today. Dopey me. And uh, yeah, I mean, though I would never think now at that, if you are eating out of that container, you are making it way less. Yeah. Before. So that that would still keep you from paying for the entire thing. As long as it's got a barcode underneath it, 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 as long as you're paying for all of it, I guess it's not that big a sin. But I still I mean, I'm shopping. I'm not having lunch. I I don't want to have my lunch walking through the grocery store.
0: How long are you spending at the grocery store (laughs) that you can't get through? And I like to grocery shop Uh because I love to cook and I think it's fun. And I'm usually not in a hurry when I go and I will linger. But how long are you spending that you can't get through half an hour or 45 minutes with having a snack? (laughs) Did you see the the text line? The third one down
1: right now. Oh, Oh, wow. That is next level. Somebody texted in and said, I have a sister who does this with the rotisserie chickens. It's disgusting.
0: Again, that's by weight. Ah. Well, sometimes those are sold well, per.
1: Yeah, like the the ones at Costco books, that are five yeah. bucks a piece for a whole roasted chicken or whatever. Yeah, but still, you picking. hands. Yeah, picking pieces off their rotisserie. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: Yeah, somebody said, and this is true, most stores have some kind of little sit-down area where you can sit and eat your snack where or they, whatever it is.
1: Where they also have things like silverware, napkins, well, plasticware, right. whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah it's right. things for you to eat your food with and and napkins and all of the rest of it and usually there's a little uh, hand sanitizer station there as well
0: sure so she very wholeheartedly defends this she says i'm paying for it so what's the problem i'm having a hard time articulating why i think it's a problem it, it's just odd to me to see someone walking through the store like where's the limit yeah to that.
1: Well, I, I, and I do think a lot of it has to do with all of the goo that's on your fingers because you have to be eating with your fingers.
0: And then you're touching other things yep. as you're grabbing other groceries with that hand. Yeah. Sure.
1: Sure. So that that's going to be a piece of it. And it just I mean Wait until you get to the table. I'm trying to think, like so many times so far today during the show, I've had images of in my mind of things that would have gotten me smacked when I was a, when I was uh-huh. a kid, and and that uh-huh. is definitely one of them. Grabbing into the groceries and just chowing down.
0: What are you doing? <laughs> so, when we've talked about this before, I very clearly remember the last time we talked about this because it came up before, and somebody there was a woman that called at the time and said, "You have to test them out." to know if they're good like she defended eating the grapes Uh or strawberries or whatever it is to make sure that that they're that they're good that they're ripe okay how are you gonna know if the watermelon's good well and what about the ones you're not eating bring a machete what about the ones you're buying
1: yeah yeah just bring in a machete whack the watermelon open and then you know grab a little bit out of there and just make sure it's okay let's go to ashley in kansas city she's got something she wants to weigh in on hello ashley
2: You kind of stole my thunder there, John, but you're exactly right. You're not eating with a fork and a spoon. You're eating with your hands. So everything that you're touching is either going back to the shelf or to the cashier when you put it on the belt. It's gross. Eat before you go. I played a poker game one time, and I actually split my chips to leave because a guy was sitting at the table eating chicken wings, licking his fingers, (laughs) touching the chips. Touching the, car. the cards, it was, yeah. Uh, it's so disgusting. It's, uh, eat before you go. We are not heathens, or at least wait till you get to your car. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not. It's not that difficult. And toasting the grapes and strawberries, no, nah, you're just stealing. I'm sorry, because I've gotten plenty of bags of grapes where I've had a grape that was just fine, and the next one was not just fine. So that's just an excuse to me. Yep. Just don't do it. We are not heathens.
1: Don't act like it. Yeah, and it's look, I, and, and I don't mind eating with my hands. I mean, I love fried chicken. I love chicken wings. I mean, it's kind of the law for me to love chicken wings, so I do. And uh, And so there's nothing wrong with eating with your hands as long as, like you said, if you're at the table, you've got a napkin. And then when you're done, you get up and go wash your hands because they're all gooey <laughs> and gross now.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's the exact reason why I wear gloves whenever I pump gas or fuel, because gas pumps are one of the most disgusting <laughs> things that you can touch. And I'm not even like a major germaphobe or anything like that. Yeah. But ooh, just ooh love yeah. it
1: ashley thank you yeah I, you know i had never even thought about that but now that she said that most gas pumps they have that thing hanging there with the the uh paper towels so yeah. that you can check the oil and all that so yeah right. maybe that's not a bad idea
0: it's funny there's a comedian i mentioned this monty franklin uh an australian comedian who now lives in la and a lot of his shtick is about the weird things americans do that australians don't understand and mm-hmm. he said one of the things is we j- as americans we feel the need like we can't go two hours without food and it baffles him. He's like, we are obsessed with snacks here. We cannot go an hour or two without having access to food. Can you not go the 30 minutes in the grocery store?
1: Yeah. Uh, and it, but, and if I'm, see, you, you say you like shopping at the grocery store. If I'm in the grocery store for a half an hour, there's something wrong. I might have gotten mm-hmm. lost. I'm usually in there for it. 10 minutes or less. Uh, I want in and I want out with my stuff, and I want to go home and eat some of it. So, yeah, that's what I do. Um, yeah, and the other thing, by the way, that Europeans get really weirded out about is the amount of food that we take home from restaurants.
0: oh, portion sizes here are nuts. no you, I mean just countries. like like
1: doing like you finish your meal and you're like, here oh. box that up and I'll take it home. Oh no, yeah. no, that doesn't happen over there. That grosses them out to the max.
0: that's funny. I'd never heard that before, yeah. but i I, I that's interesting. <laughs> Let's <laughs> keep going. Let's get
1: Kenny and Marshall in next. Hello, Kenny. Hey, how's going? This is Kenny.
0: I was a dairy manager
3: at said Price Chopper. Oh, really? For like, okay, cool. For like, for like seven years, and the bad part about it is people will bring their kids in, get a six pack of yogurt, open up if they got four kids, open up four yogurt packs, feed the kids the yogurt, and then hide them in a shelf somewhere in the can aisle.
1: Oh, there you uh, go. That's wait, what we're worried about.
3: They give the kids bananas or peaches or something like that and just put the, hide the wrapping somewhere behind the uh, can somewhere so it couldn't be found <laughs> when I'm in the store and, stocking, and restocking the store.
1: So you got I banana peels the in there, nasty brown banana peels sitting on the oh, shelf. Yeah.
3: And if you don't, if you don't go to that shelf, like we didn't do it every day. We went down there like certain aisles on certain days when we stopped the store. You might find rotten banana peels or moldy yogurt cup because uh, People eat that and cheese, they get cheese and open up the packets and when the seniors are in a little senior truck and everything like that that brings them into the place, they will take a yogurt that's three that's two years old. Yeah. Put it back on a shelf and put one in a purse that's not old and I'll find two year yogurt back on a yogurt shelf when I know I just cleaned the whole thing
1: out. Oh man, well yeah, and and think about it. I mean if if you're finding it, how many things are the other customers finding?
3: I actually somebody actually took a Took a package of meat and dropped it behind one of the shelves, and it got the smelling real bad. And had to go in and dig all that and clean all that up. Oh,
0: people are gross. And the
3: seniors, and the seniors will also come in, and they'll take a uh, thing of aspirin out of a out of a package, and they'll put it back in the very far back behind, so you find an empty package when you get done. It's crazy.
1: Unbelievable. Kenny, thanks. It got so, it, yeah, it, yeah
3: it, got so, it got so bad they had to start checking the bags in and out before they let the seniors come in there and do their shopping.
1: Got to be a fascinating job, man. Thank you for the, uh, for the phone call and the look inside what happens at the grocery store, all the stuff we don't see, thankfully.
0: So that's where you'll see some, and hy might do this, you'll see some grocery stores that for that reason, so that you don't steal foods for your kids, mm-hmm. they'll put like a container of apples or something by the carts, for the purpose of you eating them in the store so that if your kid needs something to munch on, they can grab an apple there and just chew on the apple, and that way you're not stealing it. They say this is for that purpose.
1: Huh. Yeah, that's one I've never seen, but I'll have to take a look next time, see if there's something out there.
0: If you have feelings here, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, we have the story out of Greece and what some bars are being accused of and what they're being shut down for, for what they're doing to tourists. Get to that still to come here on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Okay, so the New York Post had this story. Um, I don't, to be honest, I know very little geographically about Greece. It's not high on my list of places to go. And every time we do a story about that country, I feel like it's negative somehow. The last time we talked about it, it was how expensive, how ridiculously expensive it's getting. Then we have this, uh, Bars and Kavos on the island of Corfu, Greece were recently raided by the independent public revenue authority because the agents suspected the establishments of tax evasion. That to me is the lesser of the problems that they were looking into. (laughs) Yeah what they're accused of is collecting the unfinished drinks on tables and then selling those drinks like recrafting them but using what's in the glass and reselling them to tourists. Oh, no, no. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, so, so somebody orders a bunch of martinis, and then at the end of the, you know, when they're out, they just pour them all into one big glass and resell it as another martini to a tourist. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, Corfu, by the way, if, if you look at the map of Italy, where the heel of the boot is, Mm-hmm. In in between that and the mainland of Greece, that's where you'll find Corfu. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very pretty island from what I'm led to understand. Still, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it reminds me of all of the things that, like, bartenders do to each other for initiations and pranks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the bar mat? Yeah, there's yep. there, there's a tradition that if you're the new bartender, that you uh-huh. take what's left in that at the end of the night, pour it into a yeah. glass and the guy's going to drink it. It's like yes. it's a little bit of what's spilled from every drink that entire night It's just. yeah. Uh, but no, you can't do that. I mean, there are stadiums here that have gotten in trouble for reusing cups yeah. uh, and, oh, and, yeah. and plates and things like that. And thankfully, not Arrowhead nor nor uh, the K. But either way, I mean, the fact that it
0: happens at all is just so gross here's the line from the story from the new york post the local outlets explained it is typical of these bars to have bartenders collect unfinished drinks in canisters and save them in barrels to be served again to other customers as shots <laughs> it is typical for that to happen Why? wow
1: money yeah well money. sure, sure. But but how did that become typical without anybody saying, gee, do you think we should do this? Because it doesn't sound like a real good idea.
0: Again, it comes back to the expense. Greece is one of the more expensive countries I can think of that you can go to right now. And so and this is known as a party destination. So you've got a lot of people out. And I'm just thinking like you, how are these barrels labeled? Or are they? Like, do you have one for the people that didn't finish their scotch? So do you have the brown liquor barrel? <laughs> and do you have one? One for
1: ouzo, because, you know, grease. Right.
0: right. One for blue liquor, one for pink <laughs> liquor, and you just put it all in the same barrel and finish it off with some club soda, and boom, new drink.
1: Here you go. Oh, and what do you call that? You know, it's a, well, yeah, they, somebody brought it up on the text line. Here's your Here's your backwash shot. There you go. Have at it.
0: I, we've talked about some wild stories yeah. and, and strange things that happen in bars and restaurants. You can't make this stuff up. No, this is something that I can't even, I could not have even thought of to do. And yeah, what was the motivation? And yeah, by the way, I mean, the other part of this is that two dozen catering businesses did not issue receipts totaling like $300,000. Of course. So they're not even claiming all of the income that they're making because that.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're doing that kind of thing, you have to you almost have to do it off the books. So if you're doing it off the books, you're not going to pay taxes on it. You (laughs) know, explain that. (laughs) Nobody's going to put that on the receipt. You know, no, Uh, this was the uh, composite special shot. Yeah. uh, You. And if it's if it's become typical on Corfu, does that mean it's typical in the rest of Greece? or any,
0: or anywhere? Is it I mean, just is, limited to there or ick? Where did that catch on that that idea was a good one? And I can imagine somebody like sending their drink back and saying, you know, this <laughs> tastes a little funny. Like I ordered a margarita, but it tastes a little different. Uh-huh. And the bartender going, no, no, no. it's." It's just you. That's how it's, we. It's great.
1: That's how we make it here. You know, it's right. a it's it's a, uh, a Corfu special. You know, we 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 do it different than everybody else in the world does. It's our own thing.
0: You're welcome, everyone, in the lunch hour here for that one. But it's just Greece so far that we're hearing that out of. Uh, we'll go to Florida next. We have a restaurant owner who is upset with people dining and dashing, and is starting to do something about it. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer
2: it. Call silenced.
0: Phone over here, 913-586-7798. Florida is where we go for this next story that was actually uh, out of the Daily Mail. And it's about what the owner of Rick's on the River is doing to get people to stop with the Dine and Dash.
1: Yeah, well, what a cool looking place. And I this is one of those places that for some reason escaped me. It's uh, mm-hmm. off of Columbus Boulevard in, uh, in Tampa, right near the Hillsborough River, which is where you get the name from. There's even a little like a marina out back. And uh, yeah, he had a problem with people dining and dashing. So figured, all right, fine. If you're going to play that game, I can play that game too. And started looking through his security footage and found that when people did that, he was able to identify which table they were sitting at and follow them out into the parking lot by virtue of the cameras that were out there and had footage of them leaving the restaurant without paying and thought, well, what if I just put this up on my social media and mm-hmm. uh, have the, the you know people able to see them and say, hey, do you happen to know this person? Because you might want to let them know they didn't pay for their meal after they left here.
0: And it's working. He said he caught nearly a dozen of the Dashers who eventually came back and paid their bill and then begged him to take the videos off of Facebook.
1: Which means it's working. It's having yeah. exactly the desired effect because people who did know them said, oh, hey, uh, did you just dine and dash at Rick's on the River? Because uh, there's there's footage of somebody who looks an awful lot like you up on their Facebook page right now. And, yeah, people just wanted the footage down, so they offered to come back in and pay their bills, which is the best possible way to do
0: that. Yeah, because he's um, people have said, well, why don't you go to police? And he said he's chosen not to do that. Yeah. Quite frankly, he's solving it on his own. He's getting his money back, which is probably more important to him than prosecuting whoever's involved. But he knows that police consider it to be not as big of an issue for him as some of the other crimes that they have to deal with. And this is working just fine. Um, He posted a video last week. There's an employee that confronts a woman in a Mercedes in the parking lot about an unpaid beer tab. (laughs) The video provides a close-up of her face and captures her license plate. It got nearly 9,000 views and hundreds of comments with the caption saying the latest Dine and Dasher spent her beer money on a fancy late model Mercedes. She refused to pay her entire tab because she said the wind blew over her pitcher of beer, but there were only a few ounces of beer on the deck. True story. (laughs) She's sticking to it that it wasn't a Dine and Dash and didn't owe the tab.
1: Uh, Now, The the fact that she was in a Mercedes and he was talking about how, well, you know, there, there are people in Lexuses and Mercedes and all these high class cars that are dining and dashing is a particular, I guess it's a particular affront to him because these are obviously people who could afford to pay and don't. And I was just informed that Rick's on the River, even though it was a place that I had never heard of before, is apparently quite popular because it's not that far away from downtown, where the okay. courthouse is. So it's a place that's quite popular with the attorneys and the judges and all of the guys who are there at the courthouse all the time. That's where they go to lunch. Okay. So, yeah, you're talking about a clientele that's going to have more money than the average, and yet you still have a problem with dining and dashing. It's unfathomable.
0: Um, I'm not saying I I believe this, but does anybody have an issue with, uh, um, why am I a little uneasy about sharing license plate numbers on social media? um here's why maybe Uh is i I could see a problem this i don't think this has happened yet but i could foresee a problem where you put their face up on social media that's one thing but then you post the vehicle that they drive and the license plate number which would make them easy for someone else to find if they wanted to take into their own hands what this person has done at this it's unlikely but there's a little part of me when i read clear view of the of the license plate number Yeah. That felt a little ick about that.
1: I I get it. And it's funny because there's a big fight about that that goes on. Uh, I've mentioned before the Facebook group that I'm in, the Kansas City Car Spotters Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And there are people who will post pictures of cars there with the license plates blacked out. And you you can do that if you want to. Um, But you don't you certainly don't have to because those people are in public. So, right. you know, right. you could just as easily drive behind them, see the, you know, and see their license plate number. So, yeah, I mean, there's no real strict rule about that, because a lot of times when they do black out the the license plate numbers, they get made fun of for it. It's <laughs> like, gee, what are you what are you exactly trying to accomplish by doing that? But you're right, because in this case, it's it's not just a picture of their car. It's a picture of their car along with the story about how they did something wrong. And there's mm-hmm. way too many vigilantes out there
0: yeah and their face and their license plate number and it just i i support the idea can you back off a little bit on some of the personal details about the people like they know it's them they care about their face being on social media they Mm -hmm. want you to take their face down that's all you have to do is put their face out there
1: yeah and i mean on in his defense Because what I was thinking about is, okay, is that an invasion of privacy to the level that it could be something like, I guess, since it would be on a social media page, it would be libel and not slander. But if he's telling the truth about them, if he's saying they dined and dashed and they did, in fact, dine, now, if he's saying they dined and dashed and they didn't, then, yeah, they could sue him for a lot because he invaded their privacy and and accused them of something they didn't do. But as long as he's telling the truth about him, it seems like he would be covered.
0: Yeah, um, and so he's getting a lot of support from other businesses as well they are going to do this. Not to mention getting his money. <laughs> which yeah, I think exactly. Is what he
1: really wanted. I'm about Jacob in Plant City? Hey, Jacob.
4: Oh, boy, do I got a story for you. Hit it. So, so a few months uh, back, me and a buddy, we were out riding our motorcycles, and we had stopped at Family Dollar in Leavenworth to get his wife chocolate chips, all thing, And we were only no, a couple blocks from his house at that point. And we're we're moseying through the store, and we hear we hear the store employees kind of making a commotion, talking about motorcycles, motorcycles and stuff. And when all of a sudden I hear, oh, I think those guys are the- riding those bikes. So at that point we start kind of like coming out, and trying to figure out what's going on. And lady comes up and she's like, uh, "Oh, somebody backed into your bike and drove off. Uh, We've done called the police." So we go out, do the whole ordeal with the police and whatever, and. Look, and so the store employees took us all back to look at the security cameras because they couldn't identify the car. Well, I knew I would be able to. Uh-huh. So surprisingly, they let me take a picture of the, the screen of the car and the lady's face because they had one of those door frame cameras. So I get home, post, it, post this lady's picture all over the Leavenworth local groups and stuff like that. And within minutes, my phone started, because I tagged my friend as well, my phone started blowing up, his phone started blowing up, people telling me who this lady was, and then shortly after, she messages me, she's like, look, I, I didn't realize I hit your bike, just, just, just take my picture off Facebook, please don't involve the cops, just, here's my insurance, here's my driver's license, I'm like, lady, I ain't after prosecuting you. I just want my bike fixed.
1: Did she fix and it?
4: Her insurance did, yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah, so no, it it 100% works when you you call them out on Facebook.
1: (laughs) I'll have to keep that in mind. (laughs) I think there are a couple of things that I would love to call people out for on Facebook. Jacob, thanks. Have a good one, buddy.
0: (laughs) Okay. Text line needs to pipe down here just a little bit. Uh, 913-586-7798. Yeah, I get that the license plate numbers are public, and it's a fine line that I'm drawing. They are public, but he is making them public in this situation. I mean, he is putting, yes, your license plate numbers are public, but usually, in most cases, we are not We are not able publicly to put your license plate number with your vehicle with your face. And he is putting those three things together. Okay. And that, to me, is what feels a little different.
1: So yeah, that feels a little invasive it. to you. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it, and but, but I'm okay with it, wait, it, so. it. It goes back to what we've talked about before. There are a lot of
1: things that are not illegal, but... There still seems to be some social heartburn over them, you know. Mm-hmm. Just because you can do something legally doesn't necessarily mean you should. In right. this case, what to me gives him the cover is the fact that they 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 did something overt that caused him to do what he did.
0: Right, right. And as long as they actually did it, as long as he's not wrong, yeah, cool. As long as he gets his money back, i um, Good job, buddy. You figured it out. Yep. I don't think he's going to stop. The cameras were worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. Slate.com uh, did a story. It's not very often that we talk about Cana- uh, Canada having it better than us, but Slate.com is making the argument saying Americans should feel humiliated by Canadian McDonald's saying <laughs> they are better than what we get here.
1: I, I didn't know this. Until I read this article, but yeah, they're making the case. I, I knew that there was such a thing as McPoutine. I knew mm-hmm. that was that was a thing that they do in Canada. If you don't know from Poutine, it's uh, it's a Canadian. Do we call it a delicacy? I guess we could. Uh, yeah. it, it has cheese curds, French fries, and then brown gravy over top of the whole thing. It's real good for you. It's like health food, except it isn't. Uh, and, and so that is a thing that McDonald's does north of the border in Canada. What I didn't know is that the sizes of a lot of the other things that they serve
0: at McDonald's are bigger up there than they are down here. So um, I can't remember if it's still on BuzzFeed. It feels like something BuzzFeed would do. But there is a channel on YouTube that frequently will get two guys together and they will go to the same restaurant and they will compare and McDonald's or or yeah something like that would be a popular thing for them to do but they will go and they will buy everything from a mcdonald's or popeyes or whatever in the country that they're in and compare sizes yes easily almost every single time what you will realize is that um a mcdonald's in the uk may have three sizes of a drink but our three sizes are bigger all of them are bigger proportionately to the uk size so it's interesting to me that somebody else would have a bigger of a thing than we do.
1: No doubt, exactly. Yeah, and apparently there's a uh, there's a Big Mac called a Grand Big Mac. <laughs> and they say a beastly, fully yoked, 850 calorie version of the double decker sandwich that you can't get in an American store, at least not without a full minute of explanation as to what's on it. But they, yeah, they said in comparison, the American Big Macs are simply too small for their liking. And it doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't meet up to their standards. So everything is a little bit bigger. Um, there's also a portable homage to eggs Benedict. Uh, they say the egg, the egg BLT McMuffin, is Canada's version of the egg McMuffin. Um, and yeah, again, you get bacon on there. We get the Canadian bacon, the, uh, which they call back bacon. But yeah, they, they said it, it's also a much bigger sandwich in Canada than it is here in the states.
0: What I think is interesting about this too is they point out um, Canada has twice as many breakfast options at McDonald's than we do. And I wonder why. Um, Logically, I don't. Are they earlier risers than we
1: are? (laughs) Maybe, or just more likely to go out for breakfast. They also said, by the way, their Egg McMuffin has bacon, green leaf lettuce, tomato, and a tangy mayo sauce in addition to the egg and the cheese. No,
0: lettuce does not, lettuce is not a breakfast food. (laughs) I have texture issues with, with taking a hot thing. I get it. We do it like with lettuce on burgers, which is always the analogy people make. I give it a shot. Lettuce and tomato does not belong with egg.
1: I don't know if I would do tomato. I don't like sliced tomato all that much. So, yeah, I don't know if I would do that. But I'd, I'd give it a shot with lettuce just to see what it's like. Uh, they said score and uh, score like the candy bar, uh, which is a, a toffee and chocolate candy bar, like a Heath bar. Score
0: and caramel popcorn McFlurry. That sounds amazing. Wow. I'm laughing at the Big Mac. I had to look up and see what ours contains. Uh, theirs is 850 calories. Ours is 563. Mm-hmm. That is a dramatic difference <laughs> in terms of size. Um, they have the double mid, the Grand Big Mac. Oh, it's still a double decker. Okay, I figured it would have a third. Oh yeah, a third you, patty on there.
1: Oh wow, but wow, wow! Wouldn't that be something?
0: No. Um, huh? Yeah, it's always a fun thing to do when you go to other parts of the world to go into a McDonald's and just see what things they offer that are different that appeal locally. That, you know, it'll it'll pick up some of that local culture. So. Yep. Okay, I guess we can. The poutine, I'm a little jealous about.
1: <laughs> you want some McPoutine, huh? I love that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, in case you ever wondered, I mean, next time you're, you know, you decide to take the little vacation to Niagara Falls or whatever, as long as you got your passport, you need that mm-hmm. now. Uh, yeah, make the little side trip over into uh, Niagara Falls, Ontario, or over to St. Catharines or whatever, and uh, get, find yourself a nice McDonald's and have a meal. Let us know how it is.
0: All right, uh, coming up to wrap the hour, there was a catamaran on a round-the-world voyage. It didn't get all the way around the world. We'll tell you what it encountered that stopped it coming up here on KMBZ. All right, so we heard the news about this round-the-world trip that did not make it around the world because of something they encountered in the water. Sharks.
1: Yeah. And isn't that what you needed to know could sink your catamaran?
0: And yet not at all shocking to me. If I am planning a round-the-world trip in a boat?
1: (laughs) Especially a boat with inflatable pontoons, yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that is not totally shocking to me, but that is exactly what happened.
1: I guess the only thing that stunned me about this is the relative sizes, because we're talking about uh, a boat that was, uh, what was it,
0: 30 meters were, were the pontoons? I gotta get my my metric system straight here. I don't have that directly in front of me. I, uh,
1: I no no no. I'm I'm sorry. It was thirty feet. Yeah, so it was about nine okay. meters. Uh, the the pontoons were not yet yeah, boy thirty meters. That would be something. That's a football field. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So the the uh it, it was nine meters. So about thirty feet long for each pontoon, and the the sharks were. And I had never seen one of these things before. It's called a cookie cutter shark. And they, they they only grow to about a foot and a half long. So this relatively
0: small shark was able to sink a pontoon boat by sinking its little teeth into it. Unlike most other breeds of shark who feed at dusk and dawn, cookie cutter sharks are nighttime feeders, so you can't see them, and prefer tropical waters. It is not unheard of for them to attack inanimate objects with reports of attacks on submarines and underwater cables. According to experts.
1: <laughs> yeah, they said only a few people have ever been attacked by these things. And usually it's it's mistaken identity when they do. Um, and, and they're not deadly. Uh, they're, they're not really big enough to be deadly. So one of them comes along. You're out doing some night swimming or whatever, uh, listening to some REM. And, and one of them will come up and, you know, bite your, your heel or your toe or something like that. Realize you're not a fish and then go away.
0: So the round the world part, where was this catamaran headed to? Where were they going?
1: Uh, I think they were just going for a circumnavigation. I'm not sure uh, okay. exactly where they started from.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's not in any version of the story that I've got. It just says that they uh they left St. Petersburg on July 1st, 2021 in a bid to break the world record for cruising distance in an inflatable sailing trimaran. Whoops. Okay. Uh the crew was rescued by a cargo ship and arrived at <laughs> You can tell we're in Australia. Mooloolaba Harbor on the (laughs) Sunshine Coast. They like their vowels. My favorite harbor. A lot of them. Um, It's the second catamaran to be used in the attempt after the first vessel was punctured by sharks in Tahiti in June. So this has happened to them before and they went out again anyway. Credit for the persistence, but I'd be looking at a different route. Yeah. And, I get it. You and, gotta get through the
1: water, but and by the way, the, the St. Petersburg they're talking about is not the one in Florida. No. It's, it's the one in Russia. So yeah. yeah, that's where they they headed out from. Um just yeah, I, I mean, trying to make a, a trek like that, I kind of get the the attraction to it, but mm-hmm. I don't know that I would go out there knowing that there was something out there in the water that could puncture a hole in my pontoons and have the boat sink. Do it in something else no kidding something a little more sturdy than that
0: yeah that won't just easily be because it's not just a shark that could puncture it i mean any you know yeah you figure if they can <laughs> right a lot of things in the water have teeth it wouldn't take just a, a shark to be able to do it gotta watch so. out for
1: those narwhals you know that one big thing sticking out the, to the top of their heads you know just stick one of those through the pontoon
0: well that's a logical transition to this story real quick <laughs> uh about what was found in a box of donated items at a goodwill store human Speaking heads
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and this is the, the crazy part about this one is this is not the first time that we've heard of a skull, an actual human skull being donated at a Goodwill. But this time, Goodyear, Arizona is where we go, uh, which is just a little bit northwest of Phoenix, if I remember right. And uh, a call came in Tuesday night to the Goodyear Police Department because they found a skull and they weren't sure. Because it's kind of, I mean, it's got a, a glass eye in one of the eye sockets. It's kind of weird looking. Uh, it's got a little wicker thing behind it. It looks almost like a Halloween decoration. And they weren't sure if it was real. So they called the police. They took it to the medical examiner's office. The medical examiner looked at it and went, oh, yeah. And now now they're trying to figure out exactly how old the thing is. But it just came in with a pile of what they call other taxidermy items.
0: Oh, that's comforting. Yeah. Right. That's comforting. What else was in the box? Uh, well, what else was in the
1: box? You know, the, in, in pop culture's most famous taxidermist is Norman Bates. So you know, the fact that a human skull would come in, maybe not all that far out of bounds. A uh, Spokeswoman for the Goodwill of Central and Northern Arizona told 12 News that its employees followed protocol by calling the police and they are cooperating with the investigation. Yeah, I would hope so. Ew. I'm just glad it didn't make it out onto the shelf.
0: You got to wonder, to be that person that has to go through those random boxes that come in, I don't want to be the person that has to go through. I would worry about bugs more than I would about something like this. Yeah. What's crawling around the bottom of the box?
1: Yeah, and they said normal types of taxidermy, replica, animal bones, things of that nature, have come in before for donation. But replica being the operative term, normally not real stuff.
0: No, not at all. We'll leave you with that one for the hour. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, what Walmart is doing for the first time to prevent crime. Get to that in the next hour here on KMBZ. We
4: get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?